on your iPod Nano, on your Zoom, on your Sony Ericsson Walkman, or on your MP3 player. This is Woody and Friends with Jack Woody. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. So here we are, the difficult second episode of Woody and Friends. A great big shout out goes to each and every one of you who took the time out of their day to listen and send some really nice messages about the first episode. Speaking of the first episode, I'm very pleased to say that once again, back for a second bite of the proverbial cherry, this time on co-hosting duties, it's our de facto resident quizzer, Bryony. Hello, Bryony. Hello. How are you today? I'm very excited to be back. Very excited and stepping up this time, uh, not just yeah. uh, being the, the quizzer, which you did a very good job at, by the way. And then I've received... Oh, thank you very much. The responsibility is weighing on my shoulders of being the co-host, but I'm very excited. That's fine. Look, you're, you're going to be better than me. <laughs> anyway, um, so what are we getting up to this time? So coming up in the second instalment of your ninth favourite podcast, we've got some more storytelling. We'll be dissecting a handful of strange news stories from the past week. And finally, Jack and I will go head to head for a little game we like to call Quiz the... Thanks, Bryony. But before we get stuck into more unhinged news, in the last episode, myself and Amy discussed a post on Dull Men's Club uh, regarding train horns. Such an exciting topic, I know. Uh, Anyway, here's a clip in case you missed it. This one comes from Andy. I've been pondering this for a while. Some train drivers sound their horn with a traditional Nina, or sometimes an elongated Nina, but some just go Nina or Nana. I wonder why. Yeah, I wonder why. And so we've had a development with that. A big shout out goes to my cousin George, who dropped me a message off the back of listening to last week's episode. He's got a mate who's a rail enthusiast, and apparently it's done manually by a lever, and it's even possible to play a tune on it. Listen to this. <laughs> So there we are, two episodes in, and we're discussing trains. I like trains. <laughs> we'll see, yeah. It works well with the dull men's club kind it of does. Vibe. It does. It does. <laughs> okay. As we did in the last episode, we're going to discuss some quite unusual stories I've uncovered uh, during the past week leading up to us putting this together. Uh, so first of all, a mouse-proud rodent has been caught on camera tidying up a man's shed. 75-year-old Rodney Holbrook, who lives in Powie, is a keen wildlife photographer, but he got more than he bargained for when when items in his shed were mysteriously put away at night. One morning in early October, I went in, and there were no nuts in there, and I thought, I put nuts in yesterday, he told Sky News. You can see where this is going. This is also incredibly interesting. So I set it up, and that's where I get these incredible videos of the mouse doing what it does. The rodent, named, wait for it, Welsh Tidy Mouse, quite imaginative, isn't it? (laughs) Might not be a resident of the shed, according to Mr. Holbrook, but he's there tidying every night. I haven't found out how it's getting in, so I don't actually think it's living in there. It could be. While the tidy mouse may be the cleanliness culprit, it's occasionally joined by some friends. It's the only one doing it. He said, this is his voice, by the way. I've not actually heard his voice, so I'm, I'm just inventing one. <laughs> uh, it's, the, it's the only one doing it, but I've had one video where I saw two on there, or three counting the one tidying up. Mr. Holbrook added. He will eat the odd one or two nuts. I think what it's doing is piling things on top of it to hide them. This is what I think is happening, to hide the nuts from other mice or anything that might want to get his stash. This did seem more interesting as I was putting it together, I promise you. (laughs) So the headline is here. He's never done anything bad in his life until now. A couple in Pennsylvania have brought a whole new meaning to the phrase my dog ate my homework after their pooch, Cecil, devoured $4,000 in cash. Oh, wow. 
Yeah, I know. The seven-year-old Golden Doodle started to chow down on the pile of $100 and $50 notes after his owner, Clayton and Carrie Law, withdrew the cash to reportedly pay gardeners. Having left the money on the kitchen counter, Mr Law shouted for his wife after it was nabbed by Cecil, who they said had never really done anything bad before. He was shouting, Cecil ate $4,000, Mrs Law told the Pittsburgh City paper. I'm not going to do the rest of the accent here. Uh, I ran in thinking <laughs> I, I ran in thinking I had to have heard him wrong. But when I saw the mess, there was no doubt. She said, "I thought I was going to have a heart attack." Cecil had really done it. The couple then documented the painstaking process of trying to salvage as much of the money as they could from bits Cecil had either thrown up or had reappeared after being passed through him naturally. Lovely. Yes. Uh, <laughs> this is, that's probably the most least graphic way that it could be put. Quite <laughs> anyway, full freezing there. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Keeping it uh, suitable for people who might be eating their dinner while they listen to this. Uh, <laughs> posting on Instagram on the 14th of December, Mrs. Law said they had managed to tape together $3,550 of the cash so far. There we are at the utility sink, washing this dirty money, yelling, Yay, yes, we got one! It smelled so bad, Mrs. Law told the local paper. So, moral of the story, never leave your dog um, around several thousand dollars. Have you ever left any money near your dog? Not money. Um, My dog has eaten several things of mine, including my debit card and my driving licence. So, kind of the same, but I can still get my money. Just not via my debit card. <laughs> Technically, he has eaten. I, I'm not going to ask how much in your bank account, but he's. I imagine he's eaten. Not four thousand dollars. No, no, not 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 four thousand dollars <laughs> or pounds for for that no. matter. I've also stumbled across. Um, so I've seen a bunch of English language menus in foreign countries. Uh, I've stumbled across these every now and again, but I've made a note of some that are quite humorous. Steamed eggs with Wikipedia. Roasted, yeah, I know. <laughs> what is that? I wonder. Uh, roasted husband. Roasted husband. Roasted husband. Wow. Uh, the the innocent yet ominously titled "You and Your Family," which is probably which is probably a family a, a, a meal um, suitable Ooh, you for and your family. yeah for you and your family, but it's not worded that way. Uh, we also have a restaurant that sells various and confused pizzas. I love that. This is this is uh, quite a risque one. Uh, the concept of head. <laughs> just the concept of it. Yeah, the, just the concept, not the actual uh, the head itself. Which I, I don't want to know what head it is. Um, the bread, <laughs> bread and cold. Uh, you might want to wash that down with some whiskey and cock. Um, or for your afters, you might want to have some ice cream in the ass. Um, and finally. This is uh, on the menu as, I can't find it on Google, but it's delicious. I like that one. That's honest. You have to wonder what the original meaning was for them to get. Yeah, I should. I I don't do my research for these things very well because I would have have put that. But I feel it would have cheapened the joke a little bit. Um, So takes away the air of mystery. It does. So there was a subreddit doing the rounds uh, over the past couple of weeks. The title of it was, have you ever known a celebrity to be a bellend? So, so one of them on there was, My mate is a manager at M&S. During lockdown, when it was the grey hour, which was for OAPs only, Greg Wallace tried to enter the shop to buy some garlic, but he was turned away at the door. After causing a scene, he wandered off. About 20 minutes later, he reappeared, yielding a garlic bulb, and shouted in through the main entrance, I've got my garlic! As if he's achieved some kind of victory over the M&S staff by acquiring it elsewhere. That is such a Greg Wallace thing to happen. 
Yeah. That is just so Greg Wallace. That is. It <laughs> That's is. fantastic. Bless him. Um, so I've got a couple here that I've uh, pinched off the subreddit of r slash casual UK. Highly recommend it because it's uh, full of casual things about the UK. I had the pleasure of diming in Jamie's Italian chain many moons ago with my ex for her dad's birthday. The waiter asked if we'd like to meet Jamie as he was in the building. Her dad said, sure, that'd be great. And our party and others got called up to the office in the middle of our meal and had a 10 minute chat with Jamie Oliver about how great the food was and how proud he was to be bringing real Italian food to the UK as most people just eat microwave carbonara. Got back down and finished our cold food, asked for the bill, and when it came, we had a £25 charge per person for our meet and greet. Wow. It's a little bit naughty, that, isn't it? Mm. Naughty Jamie. Tory behaviour. It is Tory behaviour. Am I allowed to say that? You can say whatever you like, <laughs> particularly that. I'll, uh, that is I'll very allow that. Tory behaviour. That is incredibly Tory behaviour. I knew someone who said they saw Duncan from Blue shoplift a hazelnut croissant from the Little Bakery and that he put the whole thing in his mouth like a pelican and it was incredible. <laughs> um, Bri, you said you've got one. You told me earlier you've got one. Yeah, mine is really boring. So um, one of my celebrity encounters is all the way back from when I was in hospital as a kid. I think we're talking about 2001. I think I was six at the time. And... Um, we had a special visitor to the children's ward and it was Gordon Banks, the footballer. Oh, okay. And literally we were walking up the corridor to leave the ward. My nan came face to face with him really close. It just went, ooh, it's Gordon Banks. And then we walked <laughs> away and never saw him again. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> That's my <laughs> mundane celebrity encounter. That's pretty good. That's, uh, yeah, very mundane. Yeah. Um, so a couple of reaction to seeing Gordon Banks was to tell him who he <laughs> oh, is Gordon and walk Banks. away. <laughs> uh, a few people got in touch. So uh, Aidan James says was doing work experience at a radio station, and one day the late Meatloaf got in the lift. He goes, "Hey man, let me tell you this about the industry." Before slagging off everyone imaginable in twenty seconds, he exited saying, "And hey, you can call me Meat." I didn't say a word. That's fantastic, Mister Loaf. First name, Mister Loaf. You know he was yeah. a vegetarian. Really? Yeah. Um, I what think later guy. in life, but he uh, still kept up the kept up the bit. I just changed his name to Nut Roast. Nut Roast, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a good point, actually. Um, he also says, my mate also met him when he was working in a cinema in Manchester. He asked him for his ticket, cheekily referring to him as Meat when doing so. He replied in full song, I don't need a ticket, man. Registering my friend's alarm, Meatloaf smiled and handed it over. Patting him on the shoulder as he walked past. 10 out of 10 interaction from a good man. He actually did seem like quite a nice bloke. Yeah. He's not someone that I delve into. Uh, I don't delve into his back catalogue quite uh, as regularly as I you maybe should. You start me as a big meatloaf fan. <laughs> um, I can assure you that I'm not privy to his uh, to a lot of his material, other than the the obvious ones about something about not doing anything for love. Um, so we've also had one from your other half, bro. Oh, Fantastic. Uh, I don't know if he told you he put this in, but Greg says, years ago, I saw um, Mike Joyce, drummer from the Smiths, outside of Chippy in Prostatin. So I think that's arguably more mundane than uh, your one about Gordon Banks. What can I say? We're a very mundane couple. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I hate to say it, but um, you're the uh, lesser mundane one. I will, I will Thank say you. That. I hope, I hope, Thank uh, you. I hope he doesn't hear this. I'm sure he will. <laughs> I'm sure he will. <laughs> Love you, Greg. <laughs> Love you, Greg. I should hope you do. <laughs> okay, I reckon it's about time for this. If you're a story, 
Sorry, I, t- I chose that moment to have a sip of tea. Uh, cheers, Bright. It's time for storytelling. If you're not familiar with the rules, me and Bri will tell each other an anecdote and we'll have to guess whether the other person is telling the truth or being really horrible and telling a lie. It's a bit like would I lie to you, but better because it's us doing it. We got the most feedback on this one last time, so we figured let's not be original and do it all again. Okay, um, do you want to go first with yours or should I go with mine? Yeah, I'll go first with mine. Perfect, yeah, cool. So, quite the embarrassing story really. So, my story for this week is that on my last day of high school... I fell off stage in front of my entire year group during our leavers assembly. <laughs> oh no! So okay. I was I was going up onto the stage to receive an award. They gave certain people awards on the last day, just mm. silly ones like you know, most likely to kind of thing. Um, yeah. You know, most supportive friend. I know that my best friend got that one. Um, and then I got one that I wasn't actually expecting. And as I went up onto the stage, my foot slipped and I just went arse over tit and fell off the stage. <laughs> okay. Um, right. So, first question. Was the award most likely to slip over in front of everyone? It wasn't, actually, no. Um, it was a really wholesome award. Um, so... When I was in year 11, um, most of my year was spent out of class because I had a hip problem and I'd had an operation. Mm. So I was getting an award about the fact that I'd carried on coming into school and been brave, essentially, for for coming back into school after my hip operation. And then, yeah, irony. (laughs) (laughs) Undid all that. Undid all that hard work. Basically, rendered the operation useless. No, it wasn't too bad, but... (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, right. It sounds pretty believable. Um, I am clumsy. You are very clumsy. I'm sure many of your friends listening to this will uh, concur with that. Definitely. Um, okay. I will go for... Hmm. I'm going to go true. It's a lie. (laughs) Oh, okay. Wow. It's based on the truth, so I did actually receive the reward... But I didn't fall over. I was terrified I was going to fall over, but I didn't fall over. Was it most likely to slip over the award, though? No, no. Oh. It was a bravery award. Really oh, okay. Was. Oh, <laughs> ah, I see what you've done here. You've told a true story, I've, but you've... I've manipulated you've, the you've truth. You've manipulated it into a lie. Yeah. Ooh. Top manipulator. To be fair, to be fair though, um, and shout out to my mate Tara, who I uh, tested the storytelling concept with. A lot of the stories she told were true, but either didn't happen to her, so they were a lie, or ah. she'd done what you did and manipulated them. So um, big shout out goes to her for that, and to you as well for testing me out. Um, Great minds. Okay, Great minds think alike. That is, uh, that is very true. Still to come, one final scraping from Jack's bucket of surreal, crazy news. Plus, we'll cram in one final round of storytelling before wrapping things up with Quiz the. This is Woody and Friends with me, Jack Woody, and them, our resident quizzer, and my amazing co-host, Bryony. Catch up in just a bit. Woody and Friends, sponsored by Supermarket's own brand lager. We're not being paid or anything, but Woody's probably gone to the fridge to get one. Back in a tick. Enjoying the show? Got a funny story you'd like us to cover? Perhaps you'd like to join in with some storytelling. Or maybe you just want to send us pictures of your dinner. Reach out. Pod at hotmail.com Sounds professional, doesn't it? A lad who officially has a mild addiction to football manager 
and can often be found in the pub. And someone who's been dragged on to listen to this drivel. This is Woody and Friends. Sorry. Yes, indeed. Welcome back to episode two of probably the world's newest podcast, Woody and Friends, with your new mates, Jack and Bryony. As promised, we've got a whole host of nonsense coming up. And Jack, I believe you've got one more of your stories to share. I have. Uh, thanks, Bry. Um, a male stripper who has been taking his clothes off for 38 years has bared all about his career, including the time he performed at a 250-person funeral. Wow. <laughs> That's given me some ideas. I do plan for my funeral a little bit because, you know, I am getting on a bit now and I've never considered a male stripper, so I'm going to write that in my little notebook. I'm not sure um, what the people down co-op funeral care would make of that, but it's your day at the end of the day and it's it's a shame you're not there to enjoy it. Well, this is it. I'll be looking down. Just make it as insufferable for everyone as possible. Yeah, absolutely. Make it painful. (laughs) Choose a song you know everyone hates. They're going to be sorry that I died. Um... So, Mike Stratton started stripping in 1986, and throughout his career, he's performed a full Monty dance routine at a woman's funeral, had to have a tetanus jab after being bitten on the bum, and was even once booked by the Russian mafia. Uh, Yeah, I know. Putin's got a bit of a stripper fetish. Uh, The 55-year-old, who runs his own stripper agency, says he has no plans to slow down as he's still receiving bookings and wowing crowds. Mike from Wigan in Greater Manchester said, You can't beat going on stage. The adrenaline buzz you get is incredible. I think that's kept me young. Um, And this is probably my favourite bit. Uh, In his most bizarre booking, Mike and his troupe performed a full Monty dance routine next to a woman's coffin in 2006. I wonder what her motivation was for that. If it was because she liked male strippers or because she hated male strippers and she wanted to torment people, which is what my motivation would be. Yeah, yeah, mine too. And I say that as a straight man. They were booked to fulfil the woman's last wish to reenact the iconic doll cue routine from the cult classic film in front of 250 stunned mourners. At the church, I said to her son, so everyone knows this is happening. He went, oh no, there's only a couple of us who know. Just imagine you sat there crying your eyes out over the loss of your best friend and then you look up and there's just a naked man. (laughs) That is a very, very strange situation to be in. (laughs) <laughs> strange predicament um, yeah. people were crying saying what a wonderful person she was then her son got up and said she had a great sense of humour as you're about to find out the music came on and we had to walk up to the coffin there were two of us on either side of it and we did the routine people were looking at us just gobsmacked we finished the routine and there was a <laughs> and we walked out However, Mike revealed he didn't just pique the interest of the lusty female fans, but on occasion, sinister underworld groups as well. And he remembered how in 1996, his group were unwittingly booked to perform for prostitutes who worked for the Russian mafia. Could you imagine that? So it wasn't actually performing for Putin then. Apologies go to Putin. Yeah, I'm sorry, Putin, if you're listening. I, sorry. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Please don't hunt us down. <laughs> uh, besides his Korean stripping... Mike has also incredibly managed to make £70,000 by going on dozens of TV game shows, from The Weakest Link to Bullseye to name but a few, and he's currently working on a tell-all memoir about his life as a male stripper. Do you think we should get him on for an interview? I think we should, yeah. Yeah. We should either get him on or we should follow in his footsteps and go A, stripping, but also B, on Chase, maybe? I thought you could say follow in his footsteps and get Putin on. No, mm, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I think that would, that would send off the wrong image. I don't. I don't think Putin's got time for us. 
if I'm honest. Oh, yes. I think he's a busy yes. man. What else, what else is he doing? <laughs> we need to... We need to st- <laughs> We need to be careful what we're saying because if we're this works, get cancelled. It's... <laughs> not cancelled, but well, yeah, cancelled. But if this uh, makes its way to the Kremlin, we're done for. Yeah, for legal reasons, everything we've just said about Putin was a joke. <laughs> it was all satire, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Legally speaking, <laughs> I say that my fingers crossed. So, Bryce, should we do another round of storytelling? Yep, let's go for it. Okay, so here's mine. There's an elderly Irishman who frequents my local pub and is in there most times I visit. I reckon he lives there. He'll strike up the most mundane of conversations with anyone who happens to be waiting at the bar to order a drink at the same time as him. Oh, cold up. I won't do the accent. Oh, cold up there, isn't it? Or, I wholeheartedly recommend a guest ale. And even, haven't you got a lovely dog? Have they got a name or are they just called Doggy? He must drink as much in a single session as I do in about a week. Often, with a bloated belly full of Guinness or a local brew, he'll pay up, say his goodbyes, stumble out of the pub, and pull out the car park driving home. So what do you think? Is that true or is it false? Hmm. Now, all I could think in my head is Uncle Colm from Derry Girls. Because <laughs> the image of an Irish old man who's just talking to anyone who will listen to him, and even people who don't necessarily want to listen to him, just reminded me of him um but i also at the same time think he's a really realistic character so he could be real um so what does he tend to be drinking i think he might have already told me um yeah you got the world's shortest memory it's normally guinness but he will um often kind of work his way across the taps he he's often drunk it dry as well when i've been in there because um, he, he knocks them back and I mean I, I drink quickly it's a terrible habit of mine but he in the time I've had one he probably would have had he'd be on his way to finish in the second hmm. but it's usually like Guinness or whatever guest ale they've got on or any kind of ale possible and probably starting on the absinthe at some point <laughs> does he just stick to beers or does he like a spirit as well um, I've only ever known him to drink beer, but he, he might be in the spirit world as well. Not yet, anyway. He, <laughs> he will if he keeps driving home. Yeah, that's true. Um, ooh, I'm not sure. Can ask as many questions as you like. Let me have a think. Do you know his name? His name is Malcolm. Oh, that's my dad's name. Like your dad, yeah. yeah. Although we, we call him Malcolm and not Malk. Yeah. We're not on uh, nickname terms. Old man Malcolm, I I want it to be true, apart from the drink driving. I don't want that to be true because that is very dangerous. Um, it is very dangerous. I'm going to say it's true. And you'd be right, it is true. Um, and every single, every single, excellent. So not only are you bigging up Putin and wanting to get in on the podcast, you're also condoning drink driving. Oh my God, I'm over. You are so careful. <laughs> I am, I am finished. <laughs> There was me worrying I was going to be one that got cancelled. Yeah. But there you I are. I think, well, really, what can I do about his drink driving? I'm all the way up here in Stoke. You need to be calling him a taxi. Yeah. It's it's your fault. It's, it's not my... me. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe I'll, I'll pass that on to the bar staff that uh, yeah. have been lining the drinks up for him all, uh, all afternoon. Yeah. Get the keys off him. I'm sure he'll happily sleep under the bar or something. Oh, Milk, what a legend! Yeah, he's he's a legend. Like, apart from, like you say, the drink driving, which yeah. of course we we can't condone. We are a uh, we're a responsible podcast. We're responsible people. Um, if you are going to drink and drive, don't. But if you are going to, at least five and drive. 
so that's that's that for storytelling that'll likely return uh next week unless we can't think of anything of course so before we get into quiz the i do have a couple more celebrity stories um, and they are very very quick stories so John Terry of Chelsea fame uh, turned up and gate crashed my private room booked at the sports cafe in London years ago when England got through to the World Cup. It was a great game and we ended up winning, but Terry just ended up getting smashed and weeing in a jug and throwing it around the room. Oh, God. Yeah. There's a lot of toilet humour in this episode, isn't there? Which... Yeah. That's not okay, though. Don't throw it on people. <laughs> I thought you meant as in talking about toilet stuff. Okay, I'm not going to tell you what you can and can't talk about in your own podcast. <laughs> yeah, true. We are we are lower in the, lower in the standards here, aren't we? Yeah. I'll be getting anyone on next? I am now, to be honest. Um, and finally, this isn't so much a celebrity encounter, but it made me laugh because of how mysterious it is. It simply just reads: Nick Knowles looks like he steals horses. Fantastic. So there we are. He does. He does. I don't know uh, what it I, is, but it does look like he steals horses. I can't begin to explain how I can understand that, but he does look like he's... Uh, yeah, it's not quantifiable at all. It's just a vibe. No, he does come across... And I'm not one to judge people's looks, but he does uh, come across as someone who has borrowed some horses in his time. Yeah. Maybe that's why the mums go mad for him. He's like a bit of a bad boy <laughs> stealing horses. Because the mums do love Nick Knowles. They do. Um, I can't say my mum loves him. No, she's more of a she's more of a George Michael stan. Oh yeah, yeah, mine too actually. Although, um, if you saw my my Spotify Wrapped, you'd think I was as well. But that's largely because she uses my Google Home, uh, which is connected to my Spotify. Therefore, I get recommendations saying, "Since you love George Michael so much, Jack, why not check this out?" How can you not love George Michael though, Jack? Well, <sighs> I Come grew on. up around him, but I wouldn't say I'm his uh, hugest fan. Jack Spotify wrapped. Number one, George Michael. Number two, Meatloaf. <laughs> if only. I actually have a really random story. It's it's so boring, but it's just reminding me because I mentioned Spotify wrapped. Yeah, go on, tell me. So, just speaking of Spotify wrapped, I don't know if you know this, Jack, but Sainsbury's also do like a year in review type thing. Everyone's um, doing that though. I saw um, yeah. someone had like Tesco one, um, and it was it was all just cider. Nice. Like no well, food or anything, just cider. That's excellent. Um, mine's nowhere near as interesting as that. I discovered that I was the number one purchaser of Pie Minister Wild Shroom Pie. Ah, okay. In my I've local not, um, area. In your local so, area. That is the answer to who ate all the pies. It was me. Population four. So, I did eat all the pies. <laughs> it's very good. I would recommend it. An individual with a wealth of talent, hilarity and great chat alongside Jack Woody for their sins. It's okay. They're only here out of politeness. So that brings us to our final feature of this week's episode. Um, We bring you Quiz The. So, the rules are simple. We'll ask each other five general knowledge questions in reverse order, and the other person has to answer the question not only correctly, but in reverse order too. We get one point for the correct answer and another point for the correct reverse order. Um, so, do you want to ask a question at a time then? Yeah, we're doing sure, five. We're do it that way. So, Jack, first question for you. Show Broadway, running ever longest, the is what? Ooh. Um, okay. Opera, the of Phantom. 
Excellent. Well done. Hey! That's, and I've seen probably two theatre shows in my life, and that's not one of them. Which ones are? Have you seen just out of curiosity? Um, I've... No, in fact, probably... Can you count Stomp as one? I've never heard of that, so I don't know. But they basically make music out of household objects, so they're oh, like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, so... Um, and, um, I don't know if I count it as musical theatre, but... Oh, okay, yeah, because there was no theater, so. there was no there was no real dialogue to it. Probably I've only just seen one, which was Charlie the Chocolate Factory. Hmm, nice. I've never seen that. Family well, thing I've about seen ten the film. years ago. Yeah, of course. Which one? Which film do you prefer? Do you prefer the original with uh, the late great Jim Wilder or Wilder? I think so. Yeah. Or the Johnny Depp one or the new? I think it's Timothy Chalamet that did the new one. Well, I've which, not uh, seen which... the Timothy Chalamet one. Um, I'm not a massive Johnny Depp fan. Controversial, I know. Um, yeah, so cool. yeah, I think I'm going to have to go for the original. Yeah, me too. Me too. I think the uh, nice. The other two were absolutely dire. This is the podcast of correct opinions. It <laughs> is. Yes. Yeah, we uh, we do agree on like this is how I triage my co-hosts. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, um, okay. So out pass song 2010, the released rapper which. Oh, Tempatini. Tempatini, correct. Yes, lovely stuff. Okay, Jack. Next question. 11019 in published first was Salinger DJ by Novel Witch. Whoa. Okay. Right. Can you say, <laughs> can you say that again, but slower? Yes, of course. <laughs> a, I, I, that was just a big jumble to me. Um, but that's yeah. that's on my part, not yours. Don't worry. Can you tell I've been practicing reading these out? Yes, and I haven't. So I really, sh- I really thought we were going to struggle me. to read them, let alone answer them. So I've been practicing. <laughs> right, slower this time. One fifty nineteen. In published, first was Salinger, DJ by Novel Witch. Oh my god! I thought this was general knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> Or it came it? up on just... a general knowledge quiz online. Okay, okay, okay. General knowledge if you're about 90. Um... <gasps> I'm not that old yet. <laughs> not yet. Still in not my yet. 20s. Well, just Clinging about. on to my um, 20s. Um, ooh. So I'm just trying to think of old um, books. Uh, and I'm not a bookworm by any means either. I've pretty read... Mm. Well, It's it... quite big with the hipsters if that helps. It is an older book, but it's quite big with the hipsters. Right. Okay. It's gonna it's gonna come to me when you tell me. Yeah. But I know it's not buying, but it's the only one I can think. Uh, the only old book that I can currently think of. Uh, I'm gonna say Narnia of Chronicles. The incorrect, <coughs> unfortunately. It's. Go on, what was it? Rye in Catcher the or Catcher in the Rye. Oh, okay. That's not a book that comes to mind, unfortunately. Like I say, I'm not a bookworm, so I, uh, yeah. it's, it's not. It's because I'm old. You are. <laughs> Paramore of singer lead that is who? Ooh, William Saley. Hey, correct. I feel like I've been really cruel with the questions I've found. I was like okay. scouring the internet for the worst questions imaginable. Okay. So... I might have to, I'll have to use one of my emergency questions then. In that case, which I think is a little bit more wordy. Oh. So yeah, but I'll do that. I'll do it next. 
I've got a horrific bonus question, but I'm not going to ask it because it is cruel. But I am going to read it out <laughs> when we've finished. Okay, sure. Um, so, so, your next question is Four Stand CFK does what? Four, four Stand CFK does what? Okay. Yes. So, is the CFK someone's name? Or is that like. Are the letters it's... back. I've reversed the letters. Okay. Just to be ah, extra mean. Right, can you I think I've got it. Can you read the question once more just so I know? So four stand CFK does what? Mm, okay, I've I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. Okay. Okay. You're helping me out by the way, because you've you've reversed the letters, so that's half the yeah. job done. Um so thank you for that, mate. Well, I'm nice. What can I you say? You are when you want to be. Yes. <laughs> Chicken fried Kentucky. Well done. Perfect. Two points to Jack. Hey, two points to me. Come on. Okay, <laughs> so this is question three, yeah? Yep. Okay. Band which by Moon the Of Side Dark the album the. Ooh. Came out I in the. I think I 70s. know it, but I kind of group all of like a few different bands all into the same category, so I'm going to guess Floyd Pink. Floyd Pink is correct. Well done. Wait. Two points to Wasn't you, sure if it was Pink Floyd or ACDC, and I kind of... I don't even know if they sound the same. It's not really my no. my bag, no. but I... In my head, they're the same band. You've just offended a lot of people. You've just been <laughs> further cancelled by comparing Floyd... Well, I was going to say Floyd Pink. Pink Floyd to Floyd ACDC. Pink. <laughs> Floyd Pink. Look, if I'm already cancelled, I might as well go the whole hog and just yeah, get all of my problematic start, opinions out of the way. Yeah, just just start slurring at this point. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, go on. What's my next question? Okay. Literature in what for phrase Latin that is opus magnum? Oh my god. <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> You're so cruel. I, I was making these I'm questions I'm giving you up. hints. I'm being kind. I was making these questions up saying, oh, that'll be too difficult for him. But no, <laughs> here you are. Well, you're underestimating <laughs> my intelligence, clearly. <laughs> and you're overestimating mine. <laughs> okay. So, could you say a question once more? Just so I can get it right in my weird brain. So, literature... In what or phrase Latin it is opus magnum? Okay. Um, I don't know if because it's translation, it's open to one, it's got an ambiguous answer. But I am going to take an educated guess and say work greatest. Yep. I'll yes, accept come on. that. <laughs> I will accept that. I oh, you accept it. What... Work best authors and, but I don't think it's a direct translation. No, I think that's just what it is and yes. what you said means the same. So yeah. Got way too excited then. <laughs> Broke your microphone. <laughs> it's hanging off its stand. Yeah. Uh, 1948, and that's the year in the right order. In opened okay. first brand, Clothing Street, High Witch. Ooh. Oh yeah. Well, not highbrow, but a brand. Opened in 1948. I'm sure you remember mm. it. Remember that you were there for the grand opening. Oh, that is so mean. I don't think this is right, but 
I'm gonna go off the vibe that it's for the older clientele. Um, I'm gonna say Spencer and Marks. No, that's incorrect. It was actually uh, Island uh, River or River Island. Ah. So there you are. Interesting. I didn't think that would be. From I had the 40s. to Google what I, I, I had to Google what year that opened though. In, in my defense. Yeah. I, don't, I, haven't, I haven't got them all memorized. Although I, I can say, as a former employee of Marks and Spencer's, I believe it opened in 1884. Uh, M&S. Ah, I did think it was before 1948, but I couldn't think of anything else that. Oh, okay. Didn't feel modern, so. It was between that and like Topshop, so I was. Yeah, and I was like, there's no way Topshop's that old. So, Jack, this is your final question. Are you ready? I am indeed. I've just taken a sip of tea. I am ready. I'm sat. I'm ready for my final question. Okay. 2019 until Upsport Olympic and B to used game playground which. Uh... Right, can you. <laughs> I'm so bad at following these. Can you, can you say that again, please? Of course. So, 2019 until Upsport Olympic and B to used game playground which. Ball basket. Incorrect, unfortunately. Oh. War of Tug. Oh, okay. I don't. That doesn't strike me as an Olympic sport. But then, really, I don't know. Is basketball? Olympic, I'm not a big viewer of the Olympics. Um, yeah. Well, they. It was only an Olympic sport until 1920. Okay. So Here we are then. What? Uh, but it, I, it, I, I reversed the ah, date to make it ah, yeah, sorry. I was nice. I was nice. I put the year in the correct order. <laughs> and then know. you've gone and said 2019. Just throw me off a little bit. Yeah. But there you go. So that's all your questions done. I've got one more. you got one more. Okay. Yeah. This is really good. This isn't it. This is really professional broadcasting. Yeah. At least I know what we're doing. <laughs> Should be your podcast, really. And I'm just helping well, out. Oh, yeah. Um,. Okay, so what one should I ask you? Because I've got two here in front of me that I should ask. Okay. Brothers, Life, Real 2, Featured Show, Comedy, CBBC, and that's in the right order, um, even though spelled backwards, it'd, be, it'd still be in the same order. Which? So that's Brothers, Life, Real 2, Featured Show, Comedy, CBBC, Which? The only people I can think of, I am fairly sure, aren't Brothers and it also wouldn't make any difference if the name was reversed or not really <laughs> so um Ooh. can i ask for a hint you can um what year was it from um if you know or roughly so it, it, aired, it, was... for, it, aired, it aired for a long time i think it aired okay. from like the late 80s to like the oh, okay. to late noughties hmm so you probably it? remember it in its original run. Oh, is it Nose Queen's The? No. It's the only old show that I can think of that was on Incorrect. CBBC. Incorrect. Uh, you kick yourself. Go on. It was Vision Chuckle or Chuckle Vision in its oh, current order. Oh, of course. Ah. Two real life brothers. Yeah. Fact, you know, they, had, they had like another set of brothers that were also performing together. Just not not the Chuckle Brothers. They weren't the Chuckle Brothers, no. They were the um, they... Solomon Serious Brothers. <laughs> <What>? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know anymore, Jack. 
two brothers that were excluded from the Solemn Brothers. <laughs> oh my god. That was such an old reference. That was dad Again, humor. Just, just, uh, is just, what that yeah, was. Exactly. Showing your age. <laughs> yeah. We have drawn on that quiz. Have we? Yeah. We've both got six points. All right. Should we do a tie break then in that case? Yeah, but I won't ask you my evil question for the tie break. Okay. Okay. Mm, okay. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, go on then. Last yours. Okay. So, my tie break question to you, Jack, is to 2020 in SU, the in book selling best the was what? Uh, it's another book question and I'm no good at books um, so best selling book of 2020 because the year backwards is the same yes <sighs> can I ask a question yes was it an autobiography or was it a fiction book it was a fiction book okay and also just to draw your attention to 2020 oh so it was TWO So, my family are, are bookworms, and I remember my sister went through a phase of reading every night, and like it, like anything else, she just soon grew out of it because she got bored. Yep. Um, so, she had one, which was, and let me get this right in my head before I say it, because I don't want to lose a point, because I quite like to win this, because um, I'm not competitive in any, any sort of way. No, me neither. Family, you're to kill how no ah right. incorrect is it I was was I, I... got that book on my bookshelf have you the correct answer is Us With Ends It by Hoover Colleen <laughs> oh my um, yeah my sister reads reads her as well um yeah I was never going to get that in a million years it was a tactical pick that was a tactical <laughs> pick shall so I ask you one more or are we going to call it a day with that one uh, depends if you want to win because if I get this next one wrong you've got another chance to win there okay right <laughs> but I'm not going to get it wrong because you know <laughs> famous last words so again I'll put the year in the correct order with this one uh, okay. Cup World 2022 the oh, at England managed who is that who managed England in the World Cup 2022 who do you think oh, what's it I don't know if he stepped down or not. I'm going to take a guess, but I know nothing about football. Was it Southgate, Gareth? It was. Well done. Yay! Winner. You you win that. Well done. Excellent. Very good. So you have won the inaugural round of quiz there, which Lovely. I'm sure again we'll be back in a future episode. So because I think that worked quite well. Again, we didn't run through that at all before. Um, recording. We did literally zero prep for this, apart from you obviously reciting your your answers. Poor Greg just had to listen to me asking him nonsensical <laughs> questions all night. <laughs> Bless him. Um, okay, so there we are. That's your second instalment of Woody and Friends. Hopefully that was just as tolerable as the first one. I'm back with a brand new co-host next week by the name of Dan for some more hopeful hilarity and fun. As always, you can drop us a follow on Twitter or slide into our DMs over on Instagram, both on at WoodyAFPod. Or if you've got anything you'd like to contribute to either the next one or a future episode, you can fire us off an email to woodyandfriendspod at hotmail.com. 
I've been Bryony, he's been Jack Woody, and this has been Woody and Friends. Catch up next time. That's a great ending to the... Uh, that's, that's very, very cheesy, that ending. Catch up next time. I like time. it. <laughs> <laughs> See you on the flip side. <laughs>